Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Children's church will be, no, just when. <laughs> All the parents' eyebrows went up, like, when, when, when. That's why we, we gathering all the, you know, all the, all the pieces together now. We're trying to see when we're going to reopen different things. But we are still very much in a pandemic. Uh, I know Florida doesn't feel it. <laughs> but uh, the rest of the world is very, 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 very much still shut down and locked down. And uh, because we have certain liberties here, we're going to see how much we can do that and remain safe. Amen? Because if one of those kids got a runny nose, we're going to run them out. I'm just playing. Father, bless your <laughs> Father, bless your word today. Let it fall on good ground. Everybody say, my heart is good ground. Say it again. My heart is good ground. Touch your heart and say, Lord, make this heart good ground. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Today, we're talking about born again. Being born again. Whoa. Such a, such a, 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 a unique statement. And it is generally and widely used, of course, amongst the Christians because no one else sees a need to be born again. Most people will look at their lives and say, well, if I was born this way, I was meant to exist this way. But God sees otherwise, and he seeks to save us from that thought process and from our own ways. How many of y'all could be honest with yourself and say that there was a time or a season either one time or a season in your life where you did what you thought was best. I'm trying to see if I should even finish that. You did what you thought was best for you. And you thought it was fair and just, you know, to serve you best. You know, I should do what's best for me. I should do what's best regardless of it. So, after you did that, you look back and say, I don't know why in the world I did something so foolish, so ignorant, so impulsive, and I wish I could take it back. Is there anybody honest in the building that, okay, okay, so I knew I was at live. I'm just making sure. Let's keep it real up in here. So if the way we were born was it, I agree with you, there would be no need to be born again. But if we all could admit what I just stated, that means we're all in need of something greater than our own thoughts, greater than our own assumptions, and greater than our own resolutions. Yeah. New Year's resolutions never get fulfilled because nine times out of ten is not based on God. This year I'm a, this year I'm a, and you good until January 14th. And then. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even make it out of January. I'm going to start working out this year. Boy, January 7th is like, how many more reps? How many more reps? <laughs> because, 
Because resolution, you can't, you, it's hard to come to a resolve that's better for your life, that's sustaining outside of God. Because when you come to a life-changing, life-altering resolve, you're going to need a spirit to sustain it. Your momentum is not enough to sustain your resolutions. Your energy is not enough to sustain your resolutions. You need a savior. Let me get into this, y'all. Why do we need to be born again? Well, in the beginning, God made everything good, right? Everything he made was good. He looked back and he said, it was good. It was good. It was good. He made man and he said, it's very good. He loved it. He made Adam. He made Eve. He said, it's, it's very good. Uh, and then Genesis chapter 3 comes along and we see a new character entering into uh, the, 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 the garden. And he is the serpent, Satan. Be careful for serpents in your life. There's nothing worse than a serpent's whisper. Serpents' characteristics are their, 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 what is it called? Uh, their body is like cartilage. It's not, they don't have bones. Like, they don't have, they don't, because bones can't bend. They have like cartilage, right? It's like, like the front of your nose, like this thing, like your ears feel hard, but you can bend it. Did y'all go to school at all? I just want to know. Okay. I was like, right. Schools are shut down. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Help me understand that. No bones means no structure. So be careful of people in your life with no bones. I know the bones of a horse because the legs, the, you see the structure of a horse. Without the body, without the hair, you can look at the bone structure and say what it is. You can look at the bone structure of an elephant and say what it is. Without the gray skin, without the tongue, you can see what it is based on the structure. If your friends don't have disciplines, boundaries, order, structure, they might be a I'm not calling your friends nothing. I'm saying look for the bones. You ain't got no rules for your life. Anything goes. That's, that's, that's called lawless. And that spirit is the spirit that the Antichrist will surf into the world on. Lawlessness. Lawlessness. Yeah, anything goes. When you lawless, you can easily be deceived by the antichrist spirit but when you got bones I can't bend a certain way it's certain things I, I, I literally cannot do because of my structure it's certain things I literally can't fit into because of my order because of my disciplines I can't even fit in certain places because of my got structure you got order you got disciplines celebrate if there's certain things you just can't do because of how you made up I ain't even got to tell you I'm not going to do it. I can't. I can't. The way my bones are set up. I mean, I would do that with you tonight, but the way my bones are set up. The way my order is set up. The way my discipline is set up. The way my boundaries are set up. I would. I know I would love to do that, but the way my bones are set up. I can't slither everywhere with you.
So be sure you got bones. Look at your neighbor and say, got bones? What do you not do? Because we already know. So what I'm saying, I'm still saved and I can. You saved and I can. Cool. What do you not do? I done skipped to the end of the whole series. So a snake has no structure, no bones. It also has a forked tongue. <laughs> Speak the truth and a lie. Just be careful when your friends have split person. I mean tongues. You just said yesterday. You told me now today. Split tongue. Be careful when two things are coming out the same fountain. One of those is a lie. Serpent has a big mouth. That's it. Can swallow a, a calf. All the serpent has is a big mouth. All the devil got is a big mouth, y'all, because he has no authority to touch you. And let's clap over that. Let's celebrate that. He can't touch you. All he has is a mouth. Yo, but his talk game is so good. I might rather him slap me. Like, that talk game is so good, you don't even know you're wrapped up in his words until you're like, how did I get? Because he doesn't just push you into darkness, he lures you. He baits, he, he baits, he baits you into it. So here he is baiting Eve. Let me move on. He, he's baiting Eve. He's baiting Eve. Like, why don't you eat of this tree? Oh, no, we can't eat of this tree. We surely die. You ain't going to surely die. He just knows that the day you eat it, you're going to know good. You're going to be like him. You're going to know the good. And then the Bible says, Eve looked at the tree that it was pleasant to the eyes, good for food, and desired by her. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Right? So we see her desiring what she wants detested. See, the enemy, I say this at live all the time, but just, just indulge me. The enemy will always talk you from conviction to consideration. God told Adam, don't eat of the tree. I'm sure he shared that with Eve. Hey, don't eat of the tree. Let's not do this. So you got a conviction. Oh, we know we do because Eve said we can't eat of this tree. She told the serpent. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Sometimes you have to keep saying I'm not doing that. Because the enemy ain't going to let up just because you threw a scripture at him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? One word ain't going to take down a persistent enemy of your mind. You're not going to listen to one song and it's all over. You're not going to pray once and it's all over. You might have to say, nah, I ain't doing it. Well, what about this? Nah, I'm not doing it. Well, what about, nah, you might have to say, nah, a few times to be free from certain suggestions. Are you hearing me? So, so, she saw that it was good for food. Once she saw it as, no, I'll never touch it. Now she's like, hmm. Be careful when you get in the hmm zone. Because once you start considering it, you're drawn away by your own lust. Be careful when you consider sins. 
Not, we, we, not, don't wait till we plan it and, and about to, no, don't, don't get, even get that far. When you consider it like, yo, that's the place the enemy wants us because after Eve considered it, the serpent said nothing else. Come on, follow me, y'all. I'm not trying to hype you today. Is that cool? Cooks, y'all, y'all, can, y'all can take some meat today? Thank you, Jesus. The enemy said nothing else after Eve saw sin differently. The enemy's job is to get us to see sin differently. And once we see sin differently, our flesh takes it from there. The enemy didn't hand Eve the fruit. She took the fruit, the Bible says. The enemy ain't got to help you plan nothing. We do that ourselves after we see something differently. That's why God, when he came, I'm rushing, but he said, who told you? you was, who, who you talking to? Who told you you were naked? Who, who, whose cues are you taking? Because you're obviously listening to somebody else to live that way. Because when I, okay. So sin entered to the world. Let me keep moving. Notice that she ate the fruit. I, I'm trying to set something up, y'all. She, she ate the fruit and gave it to her husband who was there. And then the eyes of them were both open and they knew they were naked. Notice, <laughs> nothing happened when Eve ate the fruit. Uh-oh. Nothing, the Bible didn't record that anything happened or changed when Eve ate it. But when Adam ate it, Sin entered into the world. Matter of fact, the Bible says later, by one man's sin, all are made unrighteous. Because a one, not Eve, y'all. This is not a sexist thing. I'm trying to tell you that nothing happened when Eve ate it because she didn't get the word. Uh Uh-oh. Who cares what everybody else eats? Who cares what everybody else's appetite? Who cares what everybody else does? They didn't get the words you got. They didn't get the instruction you got. They didn't get the commands you got. So let them do whatever they want to do, even if it's your spouse. I got to do what God, oh God. He probably looked at Eve like, okay, so nothing happened to her. Everybody doing it. They good. So that must mean it might be all right. He told me not to do it, but everybody doing it, and they seem cool. Nothing happened to Eve. We live in the same house. We sleep in the same bed, and she's doing the opposite of what God told me to do. Do I join her, or do I remain obedient to God? Do I join my friends or do I remain obedient to God? Do I do what everybody else is doing since they're not affected or do I remain obedient to God? Nothing is going to happen when they eat the fruit, but when you do it, you can save your whole house by remaining obedient. Oh God, I'm about to run around here. Oh, you can save your whole family from judgment by remaining obedient. 
I got to do what I'm told. I don't know what you're told, but I got to do what I'm told. It looks so cool. It looks so fun. Matter of fact, I used to do that, but he told me no. He might not have told your cousin and your sister and your wife and your husband and your supervisor and everybody you follow. No. He might not have told other saved people. No. He might not have told the pastor. We don't all have the same nose all the time. But your job is to be obedient to your nose. You got a law written in your heart. You got a law written in your mind. You know your nose. I don't care if everybody at the family reunion is turning up. If God told you, turn down. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm okay, thank you. Oh, no, 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 it's good, it's cool. Because some things are just a sin to you. Everybody else can do that and live. You do it and die. Nothing happened when Eve ate the fruit. No matter how close they are to you. If they take certain liberties and nothing happened to them, they ain't got nothing to do. Nothing to do with you. My wife one time when she was dealing with her high blood pressure, I'm breathing a lot in the mic. I said, okay, I'm like, you hear that? Okay. So if y'all hear that, this broadcast is, help me, uh, just bear with me. I remember my wife, she was dealing with her high blood pressure. And she was like, one day she was just frustrated. We took her pressure and it was so high. She was like, I just don't understand it. Y'all yeah, like, oh, it's over now. She healed. I need two minutes for that. I need two seconds to praise God for that. Two seconds. Woo! I said she healed now. She healed. Woo! Hey, I'm happy. She was like, I can't believe it. Why my pressure so high? We on the same schedule. We eat the same foods. How you healthy and you good? And my heart is all crazy. We got the same eating schedule, same sleeping sleeping schedule, same. But we do the same thing, babe. What's the problem? And I'm just sitting there like, Lord, give me high blood pressure too. I don't know. What am I supposed to pray? I don't know. But she had to change. How you doing? She had to change her diet, even though I didn't. So now we went to Cheesecake Factory, and I ordered the same thing, and she got the salad. She got beet juice. I'm like, man, can I have that Shirley Temple, please? Thank you very much. 
Uh, make that a Coke, make that a Coke. Let me get the Buffalo Wings. Uh, she can't take the liberties I do, even though we're married. Let me go, we're one. And we take the liberties of people we're cool with. She couldn't even take the liberties of one she's one with. Because her life depended on it. And until you see your life depended on your disciplines, you'll miss the kingdom of God. Did y'all hear me? It's your life is at stake. It ain't just about obeying God. So you can, no, your life and livelihood is at stake. If you don't believe that, you don't believe he's God. You don't believe he's over your whole life. You don't believe he's running all of this anyway. You don't believe he can change it in one minute if he wants to. Yes, that's a good place to praise him. He can change your situation right now if you trust him. So now what Adam does, man, I'm not going to finish this today. But check this out. What Adam does is he now, God comes to him and says, listen, what's, Adam, where are you at? Where, where art thou, Adam? Oh, the, we realized we was naked. Who told you you were naked? The woman you gave me. Remember, remember her? I was asleep. You, you, you did it. I was asleep. She. So now we have two themes here. Fault versus responsibility. Who's at fault? And who's responsible? God went to the one who's responsible. The one who's responsible pointed to whose fault. Eve, what's up with you? Oh, the serpent. Everybody has a reason for their disobedience. But you're still responsible to keep what I said. We focus on whose fault it is. This government, this government, Trump, and all these races. And I, what are you responsible? You're responsible to keep your mind stayed on him. I don't care what, they showing it on CNN, they showing it. You're responsible for your heart. Don't let it be troubled. Yes, but what about all that's going on in George Floyd and, I, and our hearts go out to the families that we pray for them. But your responsibility yes. is to keep your heart, to keep your mind at peace, regardless of whose fault. You can't blame, you, oh man. You can't keep focusing on the faults. Assume responsibility. Amen? So now, sin enters into the world by one man. Let me skip this a little bit wrong. All right, so sin enters into the world, and, 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 and God is like, I can't believe everybody messed up. So all men are sinners. When you're born, you're all now born in sin. Because of Adam, we're all now born in sin. Because God is like, okay, this is mankind. This is the perfect man at the time, and he sinned. Anybody coming after him is definitely going to sin. So everybody's sinners. Now y'all could be like, yo, that ain't fair. Oh. When, 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 when Gretchen and Cleveland had me, I should have had a fair chance to sin. How many of y'all have sinned? And we all know, right? So God was right in that assumption. Am I right? Oh, oh y'all getting quiet. How many of y'all have sinned? Okay. So God was right. We're all born in sin, which is why we got to be born again. So because man sinned, God put a plan in place. He put a plan in place because he loves us 
Look at y'all. Look, 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 look. He put a plan in place because he loves us and he wants to remain in fellowship with us. He wants to remain close to us. He wants to remain huggable and touchable to us. But he's so holy and he's so clean and we're so dirty. The closer we get to him, we disintegrate. He like burns off our being because he's so holy. How can we get close to him with all this sin? Oh, let me give y'all another coat to put on. Let me give y'all some suntan. Sunscreen, that's what it is. Sun, Jesus Christ, the sunscreen. When you put on the sun, you can bear his light. When you put on the sun, you can take being in his presence. So I got to give them a way to still be in fellowship with me. Because I can still be your guy and you be apart from me. I can still be your God and you not know me and you be far from me. But I want to be close to you. I want you to be close to me. I want you to know me. I don't want you to just see what I do. I want you to know why I did it and how I did it. And I want to give you the same power to do it. How can I do that and they're so far from me? Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's what we talked about. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Okay, so Jesus is talking about this now. For God so loved the world. He's saying this in John chapter 3. But before this verse, he says this. Let's go into it. And I got a few minutes to break this down. There was a man. This is John chapter 3. Check this out when you get a chance. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. One of the head honchos. This man came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher. Come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Most of the studies that are, that are, that are researched on this, they celebrate this point. They celebrate how Nicodemus came to Jesus. Right? Here we are as a rabbi. Here we are, a Pharisee, a leader of the Jews saying, you are of God. They didn't even believe he was, you know, the son of God. But he said, hey, you are of God. So that's a good thing. The next verse, go to the next verse, and then I'm going to have you come back to this. Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Go back, please. So Jesus didn't even say, oh, thank you so much. Yes, I, I, I do like to teach in the area. I, I'm doing another thing Wednesday night. I'll be here Wednesday. So he said, you come on now. Bring your kids. I'll heal them. Uh, but look, man, you got to be born again. He didn't respond to his compliment. I, I don't see it too much as a this is just my this is, this, is, this is my perspective. I don't see this so much as a compliment. I see it as I'm one of the leaders of the Jews. I'm going to come to you at night because I don't want to come to you during the day. I don't want nobody to see me. Yeah. Rabbi, we know. I'm the leader of the, one of the leaders of the Pharisees. We talked about it. We see what you're doing. Our resolution. This is what we came up with. Hey, Jesus, how you doing, man? I just wanted to holler at you. I'm one of the leaders. My name is Nick. Nick, how you doing? Nick, Nick, COVID, COVID, Nick. COVID, COVID, six feet. My name is Nick. We, we know, this is what we came up with, man. You got to be from God. You a teacher from God. Because there ain't no way you could do these miracles, man. So we, that's what we came up with. You a teacher sent by God. He like, you, ain't, you don't even know. You don't even know who you talking to. <laughs> 
See, he's he not going to give him the credit of being the son of God because he still ain't believe. You ain't the son of God. You ain't the savior of the world. You're not the Messiah we was waiting on. But we're going to give you teacher. He didn't even respond to that. He was like, what? Man, you, you got to be born again to even see me. You don't even understand me or what I'm doing because you, you're trying to think of who I am. In your, so that's all the natural man can come up with. Muslims will give you he's a great teacher from God. The Hindu will say Jesus is a great teacher from God. The Buddhist will say he's a great teacher from God. Everybody will say, oh my, he's a great teacher. That's the most mankind can give him. That's the most a natural man can give him. You need supernatural lenses to see him for who he truly is. And you don't get new eyes unless you're born. Whoa! You need new eyes. So I don't receive this as a compliment. All you're going to give me is teacher? No, I'm more than that. Next verse, and I'm going to let y'all go. I mean, not after this verse, but I'm just saying. I want to I want I'm, I'm, I'm setting something up. So Jesus said unto him, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, well, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can I go into my mom's womb again? How, how, does this, how does this all work? Do I go in and be born? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except you be born of water and of the spirit, you cannot see, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. First we said see, then we said enter into. That's what I'm going to talk about a little bit today. All right? Unless you're born of water and of the spirit. Some people believe that's baptism. You got to be born of the water. Baptized. Right? Baptized. Others believe it's natural birth from the water, when the water breaks. So you can't be born again unless you're born naturally and spirit. But look at the point. The whole title of this sermon series is called Born Again. Born Again. What does it mean to be born again? But look at Jesus' focus. Jesus' focus is not born again. It's the kingdom. Look. Yo, if you don't do this, you can't get this. The point is the kingdom. Born again is the price. Okay. We're focusing on the price. We're not talking about the kingdom. Jesus said preach the kingdom because everybody wants better. Kingdom. Okay, let's talk about it. Are y'all ready for this? The focus is the kingdom. Yeah, you got to be born again to enter the kingdom. He didn't just say you got to be born again. No, it's the reason why he's saying be born again, because there's somewhere you're trying to go. There's a goal you're trying to reach. Born again is not the goal, but that's the admission price it takes to get into the kingdom. Woo! Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready? Okay. So what is the kingdom of God? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. The first time we see the kingdom is it can I can I walk y'all through something or y'all just want me to Okay. So so the kingdom of God. The first time we see kingdom of God, Jesus says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness." I believe the kingdom is the way, amongst other things, it's the ways of God. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep opening it. I'm gonna keep adding uh uh, 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 to, to, to what I believe the kingdom of God is as we go, okay? The kingdom of God is the ways of God also. It means a king that has a domain. King that has a domain. Jesus never really explained, uh, he never uh, dis- 
defined the kingdom. He always described it. Jesus never defined it. He always described it. This is where it comes from, though. The first time we see the kingdom of God is in the Old Testament. Daniel. Daniel was under King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. He can't sleep. Like, whoa, get, get my magicians. Get my fortune tellers. Get my sage burners. Get my ancestor chanters. Get all, get all of them. Get the black magic. Get, all, get everybody together to see if we can interpret this dream because I can't sleep. None of them can do it, but Daniel had the interpretation of the dream. Daniel was a man of God, and he said, look, I know what the dream is. Go to the next picture. He said, the dream is you saw an image, a huge image that had a golden head, a silver arm and chest, bronze and brass belly and thighs, iron legs, and then feet and toes mixed with iron and clay. That's what you saw, O king. Let me tell you what this is. Uh, uh, this is the golden head is you, great king. You're the great king of Babylon. You're reigning with majesty and power. The Babylonian kingdom was in charge. Everybody did things the Babylonian way. Everybody did it that way because that was the kingdom that was in charge. Later on, we see the three Hebrew boys. If you don't bow to our way, we're going to burn you. So the whole world was ruled by the Babylonian kingdom. You got to do it our way. Are y'all with me? After that, there's another kingdom coming that's going to take over. That's the Persian kingdom. So we learn from history that Persian came in and took over Babylon. So they're the silver that, that comes. Next is the Grecian kingdom. Greece, that's the bronze and the brass. They took over after Persia. After the Greece uh, uh, ruled, the iron legs was Rome. Rome was the empire or the kingdom that took over the Grecian empire. Because they even say that Rome ruled with an iron fist. So they represent the iron legs, Rome. And it's two because they separated near the end of their reign. The Roman Empire was separated to the Western Empire and the Eastern Empire. At the end, good God, I feel the Holy Ghost. At the end, which was where we are now. At the end is the feet and the toes that's in iron and clay. The iron still represents Rome or a European government and, 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 and uh, the Western civilization now are going to mix. So the clay is Western civilization. Religion. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's going to be mixed. You're going to have Roman, you're going to have empire in politics and you're going to have religion trying to make it work but religion and and and, and roman empire it'll never mix but you'll you'll see the mix at the end you'll see a whole lot of mixing in the end times a whole lot of mixing a whole lot of inclusion i hope y'all hearing me right now near the end we mix everything is mixed it's iron and clay something solid and something flaky something sure and something all right and you see the whole time that the materials grow weaker. I mean, well, iron is strong, but in value, silver is less value than gold. Bronze and brass is less value than silver. Iron is less valuable than bronze. Clay is less valuable than them all. 
So all these new systems coming into place, they might seem strong as iron, but they're value systems. How it really blesses your life has no value to it. He said, but then, oh king, after you saw these things mixed, you saw a rock. You saw a rock that was, oh, oh God, I feel like crying. You saw a rock, O king, in your dream. After you saw this image, you saw a rock that was cut out of a mountain that no man could cut. Which insinuates that man established these. Man established these. Man established these laws. Man established these politics. Man established these ways. Man established Democrat and Republican. Man established that. But there's a rock coming. I said, there's a rock coming. <laughs> there's a rock coming that no man can cut out. And that rock, go to the next picture. That rock came and hit the bottom. Look, thou sawest a till stone that was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and of clay, and it broke them into pieces. Then the iron and the clay and the brass and the silver and the gold was broken into pieces together, and they became like little leaves and chaffs, and the wind blew them away that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. I'm about to talk about this. Y'all ready? Wake up, 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 wake up. You got to hear this. So there's a stone coming out of nowhere that no man cut, no man established. The construction workers didn't put this head on. It came out of nowhere. This stone is the stone that the builders rejected. This stone is the chief cornerstone. This stone is Jesus. Oh, Basha. Hey, he's going to come. And he's going to smite the feet. He's going to crush the systems that exist in the end times. He's coming again. I say he's coming again. He's coming again. Jesus is coming again. And he's going to establish his throne on this literal earth. He's literally going to come to Jerusalem, to the holy city, to the holy land. Jesus is coming to the holy land. Hallelujah. And he's going to establish his throne. Watch this. When he establishes his throne, every other kingdom is going to be destroyed. Every other way of living, every other lifestyle, every thought outside of his way will crumble and will fly away like dust. And it will have no place. No place was found for them. So that lifestyle has no place when this kingdom is established. Bitterness has no place when his kingdom is established. So God is doing this because what does God get out of all this? Let me end this here. This is, this is just going, we're going to keep building on it. I wish I could have got further in this, y'all. These are all kingdoms. These are ways the world recognizes this is how we live. At the end, everything is going to be mixed and included. In the last days, there's going to be a great merging. And we're going to call it unity. But it's not. It's more mixing than unifying. Because when you're unified, you look like one. 
This is clay and iron mixed. So we're going to try to mix God's way with the world's way at the end. Religion and certain sects of Christianity will try to maneuver with the world politics and systems to try to make it work, but it'll never work. And God is going to come and say, I want my way in the earth. What does God get out of all this? Why does God want to establish his kingdom? Above all, he wants a people unto himself. God wants a people unto himself. Go to the next verse. The Lord's portion is his people. He wants a people to himself. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but nobody's living for him. Where are my people? That's all I want is a people unto myself, people that don't obey me. I'm so good to them and they don't do nothing I ask. Doesn't make you scratch your head if you're a good spouse. If you're a good spouse or a good friend and you're so good, doesn't it, when it's not reciprocated, or if you can't even give the $100 I gave you, if you don't give $5, if you don't, you don't put no effort to express your gratitude to my goodness, it wears on you after a while. And God is getting wore out that the people are not obeying him because of this great mixture at the end. He wants a people for himself. So he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So the kingdom of God are the ways of God. Let me close it here. It's the ways of God. It's the things of God. There's so much that I want to share. But let me go to... Go to the next to last slide. Everybody stand. Check this out. When you preach the kingdom, I heard Dr. Miles Monroe say that God instructed us to preach the kingdom. Jesus is the way into it. But the kingdom is the lifestyle of the believer. Every Christian preaches Jesus. Nothing wrong with that. But Jesus said preach the kingdom. What's the benefits of living with him? Oh, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Do you have an experience since you've been with God, that you can share with somebody. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? What do you tell people about God? Like Jesus died on the cross and Jesus, well, what did he do for you? Yo, sis, I, can't, I got peace, bro. I got, where is the, how has the kingdom benefited you? Because once they hear about the kingdom, look, and the disciples were astonished. No, no, go, go, go to the one before this. I'm sorry. Look. It says God wanted the people to live by the law and Moses and the writings of the prophet. But ever since John came with the good news about the kingdom, everybody trying to get in. When you talk about the kingdom, everybody going to want it. The kingdom is about better life, better living, joy, peace. I mean, you'll have all of the blessings, favor, whoa. When you give, it'll be given to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. These are the ways of the kingdom. Whoa! Once you chase a thousand, two should put ten thousand to flight. When God is for you, who's against you? Whoa! I want that protection. Who wants protection in this season? The kingdom offers you protection. Who wants provision in this season? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. God will supply all of your needs 
according to his riches and glory. Provision is in the kingdom. Who wants peace? Who needs peace? This world is so crazy, your mind could get a headache every day. Peace is in the kingdom. Tell the world about your peace. Tell the world how you provide it. Preach the kingdom and all men will run to it. Well, why would he say it's hard to enter into the kingdom? Oh, the last, the very last little picture I got. The door. The kingdom is amazing. You're going to be healed. You're going to be blessed. God loves you. No matter what you've done, he loves you. And he wants to bless you. That's the kingdom. He wants you to live for him and in his presence. It's fullness of joy. You're going to be straight. You're going to be all right. All of that is in the kingdom. So why is it hard to get in the kingdom? He said it's hard for a rich man to get in the kingdom. It's hard for those who trust in money to get in the kingdom. Why is it hard to get in? The door. Jesus is the door. You got to deal with the door to get into the kingdom. Next week, we're going to talk about the admission fee. Because though everybody wants a better life, they're not willing to do what it takes to have better. And that's the saddest thing about our reality. You ever look at somebody you want to help so badly, but they don't want better for themselves. <laughs> and in order to go through that door, you have to have a transformation. Your natural man will never accept <laughs> the door. It will never accept the fee. Natural man will never accept the, 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 the fee because he is the fee. It's going to cost you your old life to go into the new life. We're going to talk about that a little next week. We got to be born again, not just to be saved, but to enter into a kingdom. That's the point. Because I don't want y'all to get saved and sit. I don't want y'all to be born again and wait. No, you enter into a new way of living. It's about the kingdom. And we all can partake. How many of y'all want? See, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. All these things the Gentiles seek. What I'm going to wear, what I'm going to eat, where I'm going to live. Don't seek after that. You seek first the kingdom of God and all those things. It's in the kingdom, y'all. What you going to wear? You got fly gear in the kingdom. What you going to eat, you got gourmet in the kingdom. Where you going to sleep, you got fly. You, you can live good in the kingdom. So it's about the kingdom. It's about getting in God's way so I can have all these blessings added to me. How can I get blessings added to me? You must come in at the door. Let's talk about that next week. Because if you're not interested in the kingdom, you're not interested in being born again. You feel what I'm saying? I don't want to keep preaching born again, and you don't even, we, don't have, we have no appetite for the kingdom. There is a kingdom coming that is now here that's going to destroy every other kingdom of the world. That's why I wanted to show y'all that. 
the Democrats and the Republicans and the Queen Elizabeth look so strong and mighty right now. Everything, the social media and the, the celebrities and just all the rappers and the Kardashians and everything looks so, but there's a rock coming. Whoa, I said there's a rock coming. It's going to smash all that up. And all of that will fade away. And the only thing that will be left is that rock. And the Bible says that rock became a mountain. And it filled the whole earth. God's way is about to fill the whole earth. Before he crushes the outward kingdoms, Christ comes to crush our inward kingdoms. You got to know what idols you have up. What systems you have in place that's not like him and let him crush it so he can have his way and fill your heart. Before he fills the earth, let him fill your heart with his ways. Amen. Lord Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for the message of the kingdom. We thank you for the benefits of your way. Father, let us not choose a lower lifestyle, a lower mindset. But Father, let us choose the greater way. The Bible says your thoughts are higher. Your ways are higher. Matter of fact, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So Father, help us to choose greater every time in the name of Jesus. Let us not succumb to the whispers of the serpents. Let us not change our convictions to considerations. Let us keep the word you told us regardless of what everybody else is doing around us so that we can reap the benefits of life your way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody clap your hands. Say amen. Let's stand. We're going home. You're coming up or you good? <laughs> you good. I like your sweatsuit. Hey, today if you're not saved, if you haven't entered into that door, I want to let you know it's all about your confession. You're admitting that this life is wrong and I've lived it. This way is wrong and I'm a sinner. I keep messing up. I try to do it my own. I, I can't do it. I need a savior. I need Jesus. If that's you and you've come to the end of your rope, and you've tried to be better on your own, and this just doesn't work because our righteousness is filthy rags. Yo, if you want to be saved today, it can happen in an instant. It's in your heart. We can pray over you, but God can change in you. Amen? If you want to be saved, I want these kingdom benefits. I'm ready to change my life. I'm ready to stop stressing. I'm ready to walk in the things of God. I'm ready to be who he created me to be. If that's you and you want to be saved right now, lift your hands and let us pray for you at home, wherever you are. I see hands right here. Look at all these hands. Look, y'all. Look. Man, I wish you was here. People of God, I wish y'all was here to see all these beautiful hands raised high. I see y'all. I see y'all. I see y'all. Look, I see them up there. Man, this is beautiful. Clap your hands, everybody. Look at this. I see your hands right there. I see you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate, y'all. I see you. I see you. Can y'all make a little more noise? Look at all these people wanting Jesus. Hey! I'm like, we can't pray for nobody, can we? Am I allowed to have them just from where you are in your seats? I want to pray over you. 
You look okay. I mean, if they, well, we're going to think about it this week. Thank God you can get saved in your seats. <laughs> Amen. It ain't about my touch, it's about his. Amen. If you raise your hand, get ready for new life right now. Matter of fact, everybody in the building, get ready for a refreshing, a refilling. Get ready, God. Hey, get ready for a real. Get ready, everybody, for God to fill you again and again and again and again. Fill us up, God. Fill us up in the name of Jesus. Fill us with your Holy Ghost. Fill us with your Holy Presence. Give us your will. Give us your way in Jesus' name. Father, I pray over everyone that raised their hand in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, over everybody in this building and whoever can hear me online, I pray in the name of Jesus that your kingdom come in their hearts as it is in heaven. I pray for repentance, that they turn from how they live towards your way in the name of Jesus. Devil, I only address you to dismiss you. I only address you to cast you out. You have no power in the lives of this God's people. This is a serious moment. This is life or death. People's hearts are open. Those that raise your hand, your heart is open. And God is filling it now in the name of Jesus. God, fill every heart that is open in Jesus. Everybody repeat after me, especially if you raise your hand, say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I make you, I make you king, king of my life. Of my life. I, renounce I renounce all my sins. All my sins. I, turn I turn from all, from all my, wicked ways. my wicked ways. I believe, I believe you, died you died for all of my sins. Of my sins. And you rose again, you rose again with, all power. with all power. Today, Today right now. Right now I give you, I give you my, heart. my heart. Say it, y'all. I give you my mind. my mind. I give you my body. My body. You have all of me. You gave all of you. Now I give you all of me. Now say it right now. I believe. Woo. I'm changed. I'm healed. I'm free. I'm delivered. And I am saved. Say it again. I am saved. Say it the third time. I am saved. Clap your hands in the name of Jesus. Hey! When people say that prayer and then they say I'm saved and then they go. Look, y'all, that's just the door. People just stay in the door like it's a revolving door. Like, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. I went to church, I said the prayer, I'm saved. But they never enter into the kingdom. Your journey has now begun in the kingdom of God, learning the ways of God. Oh, I don't cuss them out. I smile and I be kind. Oh, that's the kingdom. Oh, I don't hold grudges. I forgive them. Oh, that's the kingdom. Now you're... See, y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that. And when I do that, if I forgive somebody that don't even deserve it, he blesses me. That's the kingdom. When I don't cuss you out and I'm kind, he blesses me. Because I'm in the kingdom now. Somebody say, I'm in the kingdom now. When you're in the kingdom, your choices matter. Your decisions matter. Ways matter. So to everybody that raised their hand, welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to the family of God. Hey, live, give them some love. Live, give them some love. Live. All right. We're going home together. Thank you all so much for coming. We're going to teach more on this kingdom next week.
and about being born again. So if there's any part that didn't connect the dots, next week prayerfully it'll connect. Or read John chapter 3 and let it connect for you in the name of Jesus. Amen? All right, let's go home together. Be blessed today. One second, I'm about to pray, and then we're going to go. Thank you all so much for waiting. Liv, I love you all so much. It's good to see you all every week. Everybody doing well. Everybody God-dependent. He's taking care of all of us, right? Clap your hands and say, he's taking care of me. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for taking care of us. We thank you for being a very present help in times of trouble. We thank you for keeping our minds and our hearts. We pray that this week, matter of fact, we speak that this week is a blessed week. It's a fruitful week. Amen. It's a peaceful week. Bless our families. Bless our homes. Bless our city. Bless our country in the name of Jesus. Is this week the inauguration? Wednesday. Lord, oh, Lord. Hold on. I don't need no, I need all silence for this. I need every angel in heaven to hear this. Lord Jesus, keep us this week. Keep this nation, keep this country, keep this state, this city, all the way down to your bedroom. Lord, keep us this week. Live, do not be emotional. When you get emotional, you fall into the pool of deception. Know what you know. Believe what you believe. Stand on that regardless of what happens this week. I don't know what plans the devil has this week, but I just thank God that he has plans too. I said God has plans too to prosper us and that we may succeed. We pray your blessings in the name of Jesus. Everybody say all is well. All is well. It is so. It is so. Be blessed this week. Don't let nothing take you off course, especially Wednesday. No matter which way it go, trust God, believe God, depend on him. And when you function like that, that's kingdom living. He rewards you in Jesus' name. God bless you, Liv. Have a blessed week. Listen, the Lord is with us. Therefore, we will not fail. Live. God bless you. I love you. Be safe this week. Love on each other this week. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.